Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Stepping Off Now podcast. I'm Kendra. I want to thank all of you who have been sending me messages of love and support this last week as I contemplate life going forward without my cat, Lucy. As you know, I have three other animals here in the house, three dogs, one of whom is still a puppy. (laughs) And obviously, I'm going to be redoubling my efforts to be present with them this summer. The vet who came to assist at the very end with Lucy told me that it was likely she had some pretty bad stuff going on that caused her decline at the end. Of course, I look back and think, well, what could I have done differently if I had got her medical attention sooner? Or, But ultimately, I wouldn't have wanted to see her decline over the course of years. She had a really good life up until the end. And I had noticed in the last year or so that she met, spent most of her time sleeping on my bed in the daytime. I figured it was just old age. Now I do wonder, but she was a very happy cat. Animals tend to be <laughs> happy. It's one of the wonderful things about them. It's really worse for us, the ones who are left behind. As I've mentioned before, Lucy was my first cat. I loved having a cat. They're very easy pets compared to dogs. It's one of the first things I ever thought about Lucy was I was just amazed by how easy it was to have her. And I think it's likely that at some point I will get another cat, but I'm not going to seek that out. I'll wait until one comes into my life and I'll know that their presence is blessed by Lucy. But in the meantime, I do have my hands full with three dogs. Today, I wanted to talk about the subject of change and the many ways that it can come into our lives. Of course, we all know that change is inevitable and even desirable. But what I have found over the course of my own life and when working with clients on issues of blocked creativity, that often we avoid making changes that we know would benefit us. Change does often come the way it has for me recently as a shock, as a sudden development, something not desired. And so we have to grapple with the consequences of change often in life. Whether or not we sought it out, it's a fact of life. But when it comes to actively seeking out change, making those changes that we hope will improve our happiness in life, we can avoid doing it for years, if not decades. And in fact, many of us never do make those changes. We know this perhaps looking at our own lives or or the lives of those around us. And this is because of the fact that change always involves loss, inevitably, even good changes. There's always a loss involved, and there's always going to be a process of grieving. And we have enough of that just dealing with the changes that are, are thrown at us that are outside of our control. Why would we then actively seek that kind of thing in life. Many of us just feel that we're basically kind of treading water in life. It's hard enough just to keep our heads above water. Why would we actively seek out the seismic changes that it can require to really change our lives, to really live the lives of our dreams? I don't mean that in a big sense, (laughs) you know, So whatever huge accomplishments or whatever pop into your mind when I say that kind of thing, push those away. What I'm talking about is that feeling of truly living your life, 
of being in your life and living your best life, whether or not it conforms to any vision you have of what best life looks like. Because we all know that ultimately life is composed of each of the moments that are strung together. And what a best life looks like is the feeling of being immersed and present in the moment through all the ups and downs. This is why things like addictions that take us away from experiencing our own lives can be so catastrophic to the psyche. And of course, I know of what I speak of here. And sometimes life is so painful that it seems almost inevitable we would seek ways of escaping, whether it's through a drug, through food, through binge watching TV. All of us have something, not necessarily one that has many negative consequences. Because living life in a way where you're present and in the moment truly is an act of colossal bravery, in my opinion. And it's something that in my own life, I have not always been very good at. I never really learned how to enjoy my life and always felt like there's something bad about actually enjoying my life and being happy in my life. I have no doubt that this <laughs> has to do with my own particular familial background and the various cultures that have combined through my parents into making me. And then genetics, of course. Even now that I truly do enjoy my life, I struggle with feelings of guilt that I'm not supposed to, that I'm somehow not allowed to be joyful when other people are suffering in the world, which is silly, of course, because of course, all of those people who are suffering, they have every right to be happy and enjoy their lives. And in, den in denying myself happiness and joy, in a sense, I'm denying it to other people. So I've gotten better at these things over time. One of the gifts of being in the middle part of life, as I am now, is you gain wisdom about these things. But it's still hard. It's always hard, some days more than others. So it makes sense that we would seek to keep what we have, the habits that we've grown used to, the way of life that at least has a feeling of comfort about it in its familiarity, even if we're not particularly fulfilled or happy. And I think that's okay. I think that's an okay way to live. But it was never enough for me. And maybe it's not enough for you either. Maybe there are steps in your life that you haven't taken, changes, maybe even very small ones that you haven't made, because ultimately, you're fearful of the losses that will occur when you do make changes. And we all know that these losses are unpredictable, and may not be ones we can expect. We don't know how our lives will change when we do take steps towards that change. We really don't. There's really very little we do actually control in life, far, far less than we think we do. I will say this, though, and this is what I think is the key to change. If you're going to intentionally seek it out, if you do yearn for that better way of living, if you make changes based on what those changes or how they make you feel, rather than what you think that will get you. This has two benefits that can really help with the process of change. One of the benefits is that this focuses you into the very small and incremental nature of change. We tend to think of change as this big, huge thing that happens. And sure, a lot of change does look that way or does seem to happen that way. 
But when you're making changes in your own life, it really does happen through these small moments. There's nothing that has happened in my life around the changes that I've personally made to try to finally live my, my best life and be happy in this world for however time I have left. Nothing that I've done that hasn't been a very small and incremental step that has felt good to me in the moment. And, and that is the, the funny thing about change is that in the end, I actually didn't have to worry so much about making changes. They kind of happened inevitably because I decided to do what felt good to me and stop ignoring those impulses and start listening to the wisdom of my own body. Because when something feels good to you, it's, it's, it's an embodied feeling, right? That's what a feeling is. It's, it's something that's happening inside your body. That's really all I've done. And over time, there's been many emergent changes that have occurred that have been pretty great, you know? And part of the reason <laughs> is, is because I'm just in a better mindset and increasingly over time. So I'm, I'm more able to see the positive in changes that occur in my life. So that's the first benefit of focusing in on these sort of feelings we have in a moment-to-moment basis about the activities that we do, rather than thinking about change as something that rewrites the entirety of your life from a bird's eye view perspective. If you hear a noise in the background, that's one of my chickens is singing her egg song. <laughs> they're, they're quite noisy after they've laid an egg. They get real proud about it. The second benefit of going about change in this way is that it releases the pressure we put on ourselves around directing the course of our own lives. We live in an era in which we believe that we have this power to control outcomes for ourselves rather than God doing that or fate or whatever. Particularly, I think in American society, it's almost (laughs) sacrilegious to say that that's not true, that we can't bootstrap our ways into projected outcomes like we're told that we can. Now, obviously, the possibility of being able to do that exists, and people do do that. But we create a lot of misery for ourselves going about making changes in our lives that way. It's another way of taking ourselves out of the moment and out of truly enjoying our lives from moment to moment, much in the way that animals do. If we can learn to release this need to direct and control, the benefits really are immense. But how scary is it to do that? How scary is it to let go and simply accept? It feels like a capitulation, right? I once had a therapist ask me, what would happen if you stopped worrying about all the things, which is the way many of us tend to try to control is to worry, right? And I said, well, I would just float away off into the sky. <laughs> I would disperse. I, what would hold me here in life? And I don't know the answer to that. And I still haven't mastered acceptance and letting go. And I think that few people probably ever really do. This is why change is so scary to us, because it can hurt. Regardless of how good that change is for us, ultimately, there's going to be hurt along the way. And this is why we can cling so hard to the status quo 
and not make changes unless absolutely forced to. There's a kind of inertia to living life as human beings. And it can be very difficult to work against that, to go against that. But change can also be actively healing. And I think that at least for myself moving into the summer, that's the attitude that I'm going to try to cultivate around change as I grapple with this big change in my own life of the loss of Lucy, that we can use change to heal ourselves. And we all have something (laughs) we need to heal from. If we're not actively trying to heal from a current loss, certainly we're all trying to heal from a crude trauma, just from being alive, because living is hard work. So I'll conclude with something that has actually helped me a lot in this moment of in the scheme of things, my relatively small loss compared to what others have lost over the last few years. During the pandemic, a woman named Amanda Klutz, you may have heard of her, she's very active in public spaces, entertainment industry, lost her husband, Nick Cordero, to COVID-19. And it was one of those cases where he lingered for months They had to amputate one of his legs. He's an entertainer as well, a wonderful dancer. I mean, you can just imagine the horror for her of going through this months-long process of hoping and yet losing him every day. And, And this is just one of many stories. The reason it caught my eye is because the name Cordero is very close to me in my own life, and so I kind of paid attention. And ultimately... Nick Cordero passed away, and Amanda Klutz was faced with raising their very young son, who was, I don't even know if he was a year, certainly less than two at that time, as a a single mom who'd who'd lost the love of her life. And she (laughs) has handled this better than I think most people would, certainly better than I would in her situation. But we all handle grief differently. And I wouldn't be capable of handling it the way she does, and I think that's okay. But, but something that she talked about early on, which is the whole point of the story, that really stuck with me was that someone told her to start a new hobby, something that wasn't even on her radar when her husband was still alive and part of her life. And so she took up tennis, something she never thought of doing, probably something she never even talked about doing with her husband. And I remember thinking at the time how sad that was to think of doing something that was not even a part of your before life. Wouldn't it just compound the loss of knowing that you're experiencing this new thing that this person you've lost would never know about, never even know about? But I also saw the wisdom in this advice that change is inevitable regardless of whether we seek it out or not. It will happen. And sometimes it's quite awful. And that we can feel a little bit more like we are being active in the driver's seat of our own lives, despite the fact that we know we really can't control most things. If we intentionally make changes that do make us feel good. Now, taking up a new sport like tennis isn't something that would make me feel good. I not a very physical person in that way. And I would probably have a nervous breakdown on the tennis court. All of my physical energy would leave me. That would not be the right thing for me. But something that is a right thing for me, perhaps, is to start drinking my coffee on my front deck 
instead of in my sitting room, which is something I did this morning. And it did lift my spirits. Change has come into my life, one that I wouldn't have chosen, a change that I absolutely hate. But going forward, I think that I will lean into change instead of react fearfully and let this change send me into back into my hole. And that's all that change has to look like. Drinking your coffee on the front deck instead of in the sitting room. Really, that's really all you have to do is make that one little change, that one movement, and many, many other things can come from that. So that's the message I want to leave you with today. For those of you who are sitting in your lives and thinking, it's not good enough. You yearn towards more. You know you're capable of more. You know that there's something else out there for you, whether it be living the creative life or just feeling happier on a day-to-day basis. This really is about being our best selves, I think, regardless of what that looks like in our individual lives. And you can start that process of change and make yourself a little bit braver by doing something so simple, so easy, and then doing that thing again. And keep going with these small little changes, being gentle with yourself and then being even more gentle. And I think that's how to live a life and to honor those who have passed. So that's my intention for this summer, which down here in Florida is a bit like winters up north. Things kind of slow down. You do a lot of front porch sitting. (laughs) And uh, usually summer is a time that I go a little bit deeper into myself. I've pulled back from some of my responsibilities while I grieve, but we'll continue to do this podcast and revising my novel, getting it ready for submissions later this summer or in fall. I have another query letter workshop coming up at the end of June. This one with Jane Friedman. Highly recommend her resources for other writers out there. The query workshop that I just did uh, last week that I talked about in my last episode was with a woman named Mary Cole. That's K-O-L-E, also a great resource for writers. I've taken a hiatus from blogging and my newsletter for the time being, but I do hope to be back to those things in June, along with my ebook. We'll see how things go. Right now, my focus is to regain my enthusiasm for my creative work, which, as you can imagine, has faltered. But it genuinely does help to have this podcast many times over the last year and a half. I've had chances to feel so grateful that I I took the chance with this podcast and just decided to do it. And doing this episode was something that helped me through this last week. So I want to thank all of you from the bottom of my heart for, for listening, for spending this time with me, for being brave in your own lives and un- inspiring others through all of the ways that you face each day courageously. I'll see you next Friday.